If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is the real Duke Nukem, baby. I'm here to listen to podcast unlocked and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Podcast unlocked. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It's the world's number one Xbox podcast here at IGN. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, Destin Legary, you know. Look at that denim. Is that a denim shirt? Or just I don't know. sort it's of looks ex- denim? It's another Express shirt. It's just more like casual. It. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you've been bringing up your game lately. I like it. <laughs> I've had this one for a while. I think I've worn it on the <laughs> I don't know before. if I've, I don't know if I recognize that shirt. All right. Well, thank you. I got to pay closer attention to you. Yeah. <laughs> see what you're up to. And to my left, you've been on Unlock before, I probably have. like once in a blue moon. Jose Otero, host of Nintendo Voice Chat, Hello. but How's all around gamer. Thank you, thank you. You're a big, you're a big Halo guy. Yes, you no know, big Halo, a uh, big Gears, which uh, Gears, yes. guy, which we're going to talk about. And I do want to comment that I have not seen Dustin wear that shirt before. <laughs> really, it is, it is actually quite sexy. All right, thank you. It's almost like Dustin. I want to touch it. I just yeah. want to touch yeah. it. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's for this episode is for March sixteenth. 2016. Each new show drops each and every Wednesday, of course. Lottie, get it on iTunes. It's on YouTube, on IGN. Excellent place to consume this show. The IGN Xbox One app, because you can just put it on. You can see our pretty faces. You can see Destin's sexy, smooth, denim-style <laughs> shirt. <laughs> and it's just on in the biggest screen in your house. You can leave it on the background while you're doing other stuff. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. Take a look. IGN Xbox One app. Uh, so... This we've got a lot to talk about. I wanted to quickly mention. Uh, so last week, Destin, we talked all about Fable yeah. and the unfortunate demise of Fable. We, uh, I threw out a wild idea about giving it to Rare to reboot. Yeah, Got a lot of good feedback on that. A lot of people digging that idea. Mm-hmm. And just as a quick follow-up to that, the co-creator of Fable. That's right. I saw this this morning. This Simon Carter. He's one of the Carter brothers who, uh, with, with Peter Molyneux at Lionhead, co-created Fable. He tweeted out, somebody asked him, like, oh, you know, would you want to do something more with it? And he said, quote, I'd love to do a reboot personally. So many ideas we didn't get to play with. So Phil Spencer, we know you listen. He passed his test the other week, remember? (laughs) So maybe, uh, see, and I was looking on Simon's page, his Twitter page. 
It didn't say he was with any specific developer, so I'm not sure quite what Simon's up to, mm. but maybe bring Simon and his brother over to bring him over to Rare, form him a team, reboot. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. That'd Don't be cool. let Fable die. Don't let Fable die. It's too, it's too good an IP to let go, so we'll see about that. I want to mention, too, I, last week I teased a special guest. This is why I teased it without saying who it was. Uh-oh. So I, got to, I did get to speak with Todd Howard. Oh, what? But they had asked that they just wanted the – it was a phone interview. So, I mean, the quality would have been kind of crap anyway yeah. on the podcast. But mm-hmm. I wanted to record it and, and just drop it into this show – but they had requested, oh, you know, we don't really want this to be, like, for shows. We just kind of want it to be for a chat. And then, you know, we did a couple news stories on IGN. So they didn't want it on the podcast. But I had a nice 20-minute chat with Todd, uh, the fruits of which can be viewed on IGN. And I will say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my neck out here because something could go horribly wrong. Okay. Due in today, later today, so I would, I'll put it in for next week's show a very Xbox-centric guest who I'm stoked to have on. I haven't talked to him in a long, long time. Donald Mustard, the man behind, well, one of the people behind Shadow Complex and, of course, the co-founder of Chair with his brother, uh, Jeremy. Wow. So I'm eager to talk to him. We got Shadow Complex remastered out this week. That's right. So he's out kind of on the promotional circuit for that. I got a million questions for him about, you know, going way back, he did an Xbox-exclusive game that you got. you guys probably forgot called Advent Rising. What? But you remember Advent Rising? I've heard of that. Yes. Which I reviewed back in the day. Uh, Shadow Complex. you got a lot to talk to him about. So if all goes well, he will be in later this afternoon, and I will drop that interview into next week's show. And with that, let's come right back. Let's hear from Jose the Master Otero, Master Sword Otero himself. What about? What do you you want to know? Well, we're going to talk... uh, this whole cross-network thing. Oh, man, yes. That so Microsoft's opening the door to. We're gonna talk, of, yeah, news unlocked. We're going to talk right. some Gears of War. Yes. Because uh, we've got oh, some yeah. very polarizing Gears of War news. Mm. Uh, so we'll get to all that right after this. All right, news time. We are all rushed. It's... If you're wondering where the hell is everyone else and what's Jose doing here, well, number one, Jose's cool and we should have him on more often. Thank you. True. But uh, we, you know, we're so we have a deep bench on Unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. We got uh, Alana on the bench. We got Naomi on the bench. We got Jose on the bench. We got Jared on the bench. We got mm-hmm. Vince on the bench. We, there's no. We always have Go somebody kids. we can call on. Except this week. Except this week, <laughs> Jose kind enough to like. Otherwise, it would have been me and Destin just. Rambling about. Hey Ryan, how's it going? <laughs> going pretty good. That's pillow talk. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> with, uh, with yeah. Ryan how's your day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, we've but we got now we got other meetings, so we're gonna try and power through the show. Still want to have some good conversation though. I want to start, guys, with what I think is the biggest Xbox news of the week. Yeah, it is. This is huge. And this is so we talked last week about the whole hardware thing. Mm-hmm. You know, is that was big news last week? Is is there gonna be a you know? an iterative Xbox One that just has more, you know, is it going to become more like a PC? So this week, we've got ID at Xbox, the the indie, you know, scene on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. New policy, Xbox One games will now optionally support cross-network play, starting with Rocket League, uh, right. which will be com- you'll be able to play with PC players if you want. Now, developers will have the option, or, well, developers have the option to implement it, 
It's not a, it's not a mandate. And then users will have the option to only play with Xbox people if they want. So I figure that's probably a fail-safe put in for, you know, a competitive shooter. Mm. You know, you don't want to get crushed by guys with super precise mouse and keyboards. Yeah. It's so been you, done. Shadowrun uh, on yeah, 360. Famously. That was the, yeah, the example of, nope, this is not a competition. Mm. Guys with the mouse and keyboards win. Think about what this means for games like Final Fantasy fourteen That we're know. never getting because... Phil Spencer told me how it was weird politics. For now, yeah. For but now. Mo- like the next Final Fantasy that's an online MMO, maybe it'll be on maybe. all on everything. So. You know, uh, then Destiny. You know, the Destiny division, Two, I mean, the yeah. Division. That would be yeah. You know. Well, for now, for now, it's an potential. I- it's an ID. It's an ID policy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but there's, there's, it opens. It's up, the first step, right? Opens it's up the first the potential. Step. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, a future. I would love a future where we're all. Everybody's in one. Just play on your space. platform of choice. Yeah, because yep. you can play with all your friends, no yep. matter where they are, and it it ups the quality of your matchmaking because you've always got more people to pull from. So you're going to be able to get more people close to you, so that you don't have like one guy in another country who's like bogging down the server, or maybe that person's lagging out, and it's you know throwing throwing the balance of the, yeah. the playout. So this is nothing but a good thing. Now Titanfall, Dark Souls, like looking forward. It's exciting. Looking forward. Yeah. For now, though, small stuff. Yeah. Indie stuff, ID at Xbox stuff. The door is open now. They worded this very interestingly. They said, uh, the policy also has, quote, an open invitation for other networks to participate as well. Of course, Microsoft, for whatever reason, terrified of uttering the words Sony or PlayStation Network. Nah, it's, mm. it's just corporate policy. That's how that stuff goes. You got sure. to talk about your thing and not the other guy's thing. And of course, Nintendo. Yeah. They, yeah. they, you know, they I think say we have a network. I'm, I'm sometimes I'm <laughs> not sure. Um, not to not to ra- rail against uh, uh, Nintendo, but Nintendo's like friends list is nowhere near as sophisticated as right. what, like Sony. And, 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 and I think it's more doing. just a case of there aren't a lot of games that are on Xbox oh, yeah. and Wii U. No, yeah, the third it's party a, situation is different. Um, I will say but though, still, that, the door's um, open. Yeah. The interesting thing that strikes me though with, with this is that so I think first of all, Rocket League is the perfect game to kick this off with. For like, sure, it's definitely um, not a shooter, not not something that the mouse and keyboard guys I feel would have a, a huge advantage, but. I, I almost wonder, like, this is great for the idea of what you mentioned, right? That you'll always have a pool of players to play with, and it's not going to be this situation where maybe because of a platform's popularity, there's a bunch of people who have it on a specific one, and then the player base on the other platform is somehow hamstrung by that, because just because uh, yeah. there, there aren't as much of an install base or how many people are playing it. But... In terms of communication, I wonder what happens here. Like, let's say, for example, I have friends, uh, so I have all platforms, but I have some friends on Xbox One who will not buy a PS4 and some friends on PS4 who will not buy an Xbox One. Will I ever be able to talk to those friends in a game like this? That's a good question. That I don't, I'm not 100% confident is is the result of this. I, I I'll have people to play against is what this I would have like. to imagine the answer is no to that because the the whole voice protocols are different. Yeah, on each one. I mean, Xbox, you can't talk. You can't talk to 360 players. Yeah, on Xbox One because the right. Um, I'm remembering that right, aren't I? 
God, I hope it's so. Or I'm going to look real bad. Yeah, it, me the it, first time. It's, it's, it's been a while since I tried, but I will say that uh, cross-game chat is something that I feel like uh, started for me on 360 yeah. and continued on Xbox One, where the folk, the friends I have there constantly want to talk to me or, or, or we want to talk to each other Converse. when we're playing different, different games. Um, but... I, I like the idea of us if we're all playing Rocket League, we can we would be able to talk to each other, and that would be the one instance where it does happen. Um, but I do wonder if that's even part of the promise, and I don't think it is. But well, it would be cool if it was. How does proximity chat work in a game like Destiny? Like you get near people and you can start hearing yeah. their voice. I wonder if something. I wonder if that sort of feature would work, like yeah. in game chat or a fire team chat specifically, yeah. right? Not yeah. to drop names of podcasts on uh, right here, or you know, the same thing with your squad in the division. You know, as long as you guys are yeah. all networked together and playing over the game, you are therefore allowed to speak to each other, mm-hmm. and not so much that this would be, you know, I'm on PSN and I can have a direct link to friends cross game because that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh um, my god, yeah. the ads on this website are the freaking worst. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is unreal. I'm trying to get the answer to my own yeah. dumb question, yeah. and it does seem uh, that. So I was right. I was half right, and that's mm. how it was in the beginning. Yeah. You couldn't chat. That uh, you now can uh, okay. in party chat. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you it can happens. party chat. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Sony responded with maybe. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, Sony's response, yeah. man. Like maybe, I, maybe. Sony yeah. Might well, yeah. They said PlayStation has been supporting cross-platform play between PC on several software titles, starting with Final Fantasy XI on PS2 and PC back in 2002, and Xbox. So. <laughs> what, what do you got to throw the dig in there for to make well, it look, well, look well, how great been, we've been, we've been doing, doing this forever? Oh, I'm like, no, okay, I, whatever. Yeah, anyway. they don't even list that Final Fantasy XI also works Xbox to PS2. Right. Which it did, yeah. It did. That was the one game that did back in the day, 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, they say, we would be happy to have the conversation with any publishers or developers who are interested in cross-platform play. So uh, a very non-committal answer, mm-hmm. but they, they don't. They don't outright be say like nah. Yeah. <laughs> to me, with the Final Fantasy example, and if if we're accurate that 360 users could talk to PS2 users, then it's possible. Yeah. Like the infrastructure is there. Yeah, no, totally. If, if it's built within the game product. Yeah, no, absolutely. Within um, the software. I think this caught them off guard though, right? Because when you think about it, Microsoft um, and Xbox Live were uh, was the service that built that wall. Right, that this is an isolated walled garden where we are talking to each other across our own network. We're not going to talk to PC games. We're not going to talk to other platform games. And now to see Microsoft make the move to remove that wall or, or sort of, you know, somewhat remove it. It's not completely gone. Um, is is interesting to me, and it's cool. Like I think it's it's it shows it's it's good show on their part, you mm-hmm. know, to to be able to support that and to do that. Definitely. Ryan, what are you looking up right now? I'm just still checking the same thing because it, uh, it is debated. It, it looks like it actually hasn't been implemented yet, but it's a thing Phil said that's on their to-do list. Got it. Yeah. No, I, it's n- you can't do it yet, which is so I was correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was correct the first time. There you go. Yeah, but uh, it's good to see um, Microsoft make this move. I think this is, this is cool. I've, I'm now counting the days until we see a big third-party release that will actually do this. Right? Utilize it. If it's it. Destiny 2 or if it's something it'll else. Be a, it'll be a small game first. You think it'll like be a small game Like Rocket first. League. Right. Yeah. But think about, yeah, think about whatever whatever major publisher takes that step. Think of the goodwill that that, mm-hmm. that, that publisher and developer are going to get. Like, oh, you guys are, you know, just all about players and making it a, the best environment for players mm-hmm. possible. They would They're, also set the bar. 
Yeah. Like, here's how we did it, and it worked well. Yeah. You know, well, hopefully it works well. Yeah, but the thing that undermines it all, right, to the to some degree, is the race for who gets the DLC first. And right now, that's still very much a thing, right? Oh, like, well, that's Call true. Of Duty, like that is a good point. Sony, the division, the, yeah, interesting. The yeah. division is happening. Uh, that's what Xbox One first, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's why um, I'm playing on that platform. So yeah, maybe third parties aren't gonna. Maybe it will be a smaller game. In fact, something that isn't quite as big. But yeah, what does that look like when your infrastructure allows Xbox One exclusive content that PlayStation users can't? get into they won't will they not be able to join your team will it be like halo days where it's like you don't have this dlc yet hmm. get yeah. it get it in Presumably. 30 days yep yeah how will it work that's a software side though not mm-hmm. a xbox hardware well side. and you got to suspect you're you're I, I totally agree with you destin that this is going to be a smaller game that does it first because yeah. the other thing yeah even though there's a lot of goodwill on the table to be had for the first big boy that steps out and does that mm-hmm. it's also a lot of technical headache yeah for a public for a developer to make that happen, if you know, if, if you're the project lead on Destiny Two yeah. at Bungie, and you go to your engineers and go, "Okay, guys, uh, we're going to we want to we want we want everybody to play together." Yeah. PS4, and there's no PC version, of course, of Destiny's PS4 and Xbox yet. One. Yet there is a PC team working on something. Anyway, right. anyway, yeah. PS4 and Xbox One. We want everybody to play together. Those guys would probably, you'd, all you'd hear echoing through the halls would be the sound of the engineers' heads slamming onto their desks. Because <laughs> that's got to be a lot of be a difficult challenge. work. Yeah. But, yeah, somebody's going to do it yeah. at some point. And I, I hope somebody does. I hope this is not a, one of those sort of empty promises. That are, you know, that's not a promise. But you know, a, I, don't, I hope it's not a hollow gesture. I'll bet the hardest part will be cutting that red tape between Sony right. and Microsoft. Yeah. You're yeah. totally right. Mm-hmm. All right. Sweet. Next on the to-do list this week, the other big story I want to get to. Huge. Yeah. Some big yeah. Gears of War 4 news. First up, the beta has been announced. We knew it was coming in the spring. It's coming smack dab in the middle of the spring. It's running longer than I thought it was. I know, you know, Jose, you're a big Gears guy. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mitch, who's not here this week, oh, is, is, is our biggest Gears of War fan. Yes. I like Biggest in the office. I just I like it, but I'm not like a huge fan like Mitch that's read the books and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Gears of War 4 multiplayer beta is going to kick off on April 18th for those of you that that own Gears of War Ultimate Edition for either the Xbox One or the PC. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get in about a week early, which is awesome. On April 24th, select Xbox Live Gold members will be invited. I suspect that is going to be a thing where uh, eventually everybody gets yeah, in. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like, like one way or the other, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody just come in. <laughs> They're going to make it seem exclusive at first in order to – this is the playbook by now. You make it seem exclusive so that you feel super special if you get invited and you're out there tweeting about it, you're talking about it socially – but then eventually everybody's going to get in. So it's, yeah. it's just a they're going to hype maximize that hype. Sure, sure. Get that hype train up to full speed. Uh, but then get this. The beta doesn't end until May 1st. So if you're in with the, the early access from the Gears Ultimate Edition, you've got like about two weeks to play this thing, mm-hmm. which is awesome. That's a, that's a longer than usual multiplayer beta. And even if you're not, even if you're in the regular group, it's a full week. You know, we're used to these things being three days. 
How long were the Destiny? Uh, They were about a week, right? No. Well, the Alpha was, I think, three or four days. It was a weekend. The beta, you're right. The the beta beta was was longer. A week or so. It was about a week, yeah. Maybe a little more. Correct on that. Yeah. So uh, that's good news. Mm-hmm. Now, the other bigger the bigger issue I want to talk about, again, uh, coming out of the Game Informer coverage, that's their yeah. cover story this month, great job by them, we learned that the Gears of War 4 campaign will be 1080p 30 frames a second. What? Multiplayer will be 1080p 60 frames a second. Now, I thought this was pretty open and shut, that this is awesome. But I took to Twitter with my opinion on this and got major reactions on both sides. So I want to see what you guys think. So, I mean... You're you're looking at... So now let's let's look at Halo. Yeah. Halo had always been 30 frames for everything. That's right. Master Chief Collection, which is, of course, just... It's a remastering of old stuff, made it 60 frames for everything. Halo 5 made the decision to go 60 frames, single player and multiplayer. They have sort of a a dynamic scaling resolution for those times when things got crazy. It might bump it down a little bit. But uh, Halo 5, 60 frames, one of the casualties of that, split screen. We did not get split screen Mm. because that was a trade-off that they had to make. So, And Call of Duty's always been 60 frames. That's been its calling card. It's always felt very smooth, looked very smooth. People love Call of Duty. So what do you guys think? I mean, are you... For me, I'll just go first. I love this because with a campaign, with a story-driven campaign of which, remember, they're a dying breed at this point, or at least... As the generation has started, I'm hoping they're going to kind of come back around. Like, you know, we got Titanfall 2 is going to have a campaign, mm-hmm. but, you know, Battlefront doesn't. Destiny's was weird. <laughs> and the more, most of Destiny is the late game stuff. But I love this. I want, because what Gears of War means to me is part of what Gears of War means to me is a eyeball melting experience. Like, it should, I should pop it in and it should be like, wow. That looks amazing. And at 30 frames, they can dial that way up, much higher than they can for 60 frames. And then, sure, dial it back down a little bit for and have give me a 60 frames multiplayer. I love this. A lot of people didn't. What do you guys think? So for me, and this is my personal opinion, I don't think that 60 frames per second necessarily makes a product better. I think you can deliver really high quality cutscenes, really high quality narrative at 30 frames per second. And I would also go a step further and say that sometimes it is the best way to present a narrative. Uh, Adding 60 frames per second is sometimes a buzzword. Sure, your game can do it. And I think the community, the reason they want it is because they want the option to do it at 60. For me though, I am fine with the developer developing the product the way they want and making it look as best as they possibly can. Jose? Yeah. Yeah, this is a tough question to answer, right? Because I feel like um, the folks who are most vocal about wanting 60 frames per second, um, their intentions are very pure. Like, it's mostly about, I want a technically excellent, like, ahead of the pack, just jaw-dropping experience. Yeah. And I do think that uh, in in the quest for that, sometimes it is it is just completely undervalued 
that 30 frames can still convey that and can still do that. Like it, it, it kind of drives me up the wall a little bit. But I do feel for those guys because I understand what they want, right? They just want to be able to say, this is the, the most technically excellent thing that mm-hmm. I can possibly play right now. But at the end of the day, technically excellent quality comes with the schedule. And I just don't think that – and I don't know the full story on why the Coalition or Gears of War for ultimately why the developers decided on this decision. Decision, excuse me. But I would say that you know there is a timestamp on this, and these guys have to get it out the door on a certain schedule. So personally, I'm not that crazy about 60 versus 30. It's never been something that I consider – uh, a make it or break it purchase for me, mm-hmm. um, but I do. I I want to try and understand the guys who do get worked up over this because I think it it isn't fair to dismiss them to an no, extent. not at all. But yeah. a lot of the responses I got on Twitter from the from the pro sixty frames side, Camp. yeah, was that oh. I heard this. This is a common thread. Oh, uh, anything less than sixty, you know, thirty is it just it doesn't feel good. It doesn't it doesn't play right. And my response to that is. So you're telling me every Halo game prior to Halo 5 and Destiny and pretty much every shooter from last generation that's not called Call of Duty had didn't bad play gameplay. well, didn't feel good. Like, no, that's, that's, no, a poor that's argument. just not no, right. It's a hyperbolic argument for sure. Like, it's definitely like that hyperbole. Like, you didn't enjoy any of the other yeah. Halos. No, Last of Us that. on PS3 was trash. That's crazy talk. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, I do think, though, it is more noticeable to some folks than others. And I'll, I'll use a, a Nintendo example because, I mean, it's what I cover here sure. most, right? But Mario Party 8, I mean, excuse me, Mario Kart 8. When you play that in split screen or in single player, it is a 60 frames per second game. Is it 720, 60, or 1080? Uh, 720, but I'll I'll fill that out since that's part of the technical checklist. Uh, But then when you play in four players, it bumps it down to 30. Right. You notice it right away. Sure. Mm -hmm. You just go, whoa. You also notice it if you. a hundred times. This didn't feel like this before. Inversely, you also notice the change if you play at 30 a lot, jumping to 60. Yes. Going back to Last of Us as an example, you could switch between 30 and 60, and you notice it. It takes a while to adjust to 60 and once you get used to it it's fine yeah. and then when you go back you definitely notice it definitely no and I'm, I'm a firm believer a good game is a good game regardless of frame rate and we came from an era where like you know some n64 games or some ps1 uh, games slideshows. yeah they were yeah. they turned into slideshows because too many things were happening at once mm-hmm. um, you showed me recently you did a uh, you, you did a preview of the new Star Fox Zero. Yes, yes, that's and right. And you had, like, footage of the original in yeah. there uh, for reference, and I, it was just, like, it was shocking to look at, like, oh, yeah, that's what Star, the original Star yeah, Fox looked this... and ran like. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and it's <laughs> weird because we don't always uh, hang on to that, but I, I just want to say to the folks that are really disappointed about, like, 60 frames per second, look, I'm, I'm sure the developer hears you. I know I hear you. I get what you're arguing for, but at the same time, like a, a good game is still a good game, and I still need to see the rest of Gears of War four before I can make that decision, right? Mm-hmm. And either dismiss it or, or or decide to buy it based on you know uh, what what it is and what it's going to be. And I will say this to the sixty FPS fans: uh, I understand why you like it. It is oh yeah, it is smoother. But I don't think launching a game at thirty means that it's crap. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> you know? yeah, and that's yeah. that, that's a lot of the, the knee jerk like mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you know, I'm not going to buy, you know, it's no 60 FPS, no buy kind of thing. Like, that's ridiculous. Every other Gears of War game has been incredible on the 360 oh, at, great at 30 frames. Rides, like, just and insane. Yeah, I, I just think, I, well, the, the other point I guess I would make to this is 
for those of you who are dead set on six, at 60 frames a second, okay, I'm gonna, I grant you that, but I never want to hear any of you complain about graphics ever <laughs> because that's the trade-off. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah. right? Like you either get 30 yeah. FPS, gorgeous textures, amazing lighting effects, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, or you got to dial some of that back you for the dial 60 it back frames. for the 60. So it's a it's kind of you lose by going to 60 a little bit. Yeah, there yeah. is a trade-off. I had a developer tweet back at me saying uh, when I when I tweeted that out last week, he said uh, it's it was one of the creative leads. I have to look up who it was. Uh, Ian from uh, from Visceral, who mm-hmm. was the single player lead on it's literally Battlefield twice Hardline. Running at sixty is literally doubling the well, amount of data you and, have to display and at any he given said, time. His tweet was because I I almost remember it word for word. He said uh, people don't understand the trade off here. Sixty FPS is nice, but as a developer, it's also nice to have two to two and a half times the rendering ability, which right? is what. That's what the trade-off is. Yeah. So you really can dial up like I for me, and I get some people their priority is I want the smoothest 60 frames experience possible, and I'm willing to trade off the visuals. Me, I'm I, for a campaign where I'm not competing with people. Mm-hmm. As long as it's a smooth 30, which Gears of War always has been. I want those visuals dialed up to the max because I want yeah. my jaw dropped yeah. In, yeah. In, the, in, a, in service <clears throat> of a narrative experience. Yeah, and the little they've shown, like that game looks really good. It does, Based yeah. on very, very little. I remember when Gears of War, uh, the original came out, I was inviting friends over and just turning on my television and going, look at this. I was like, this is like, this <laughs> look was at the this. first next gen thing at that time to me. Like, yeah. I, I don't think any other game quite uh, nailed it. And I'm looking forward to this game, hopefully being that next example. Awesome. All right. Just look at it. <laughs> Sorry. Look at it. Uh, real quick, I want to cover, Destin, you and I attended the yes. Xbox Indie Showcase yesterday. Mm. What were some of your favorite things that you saw? Uh, I think you already know my answer. Uh, I played a lot of games while I was there. I watched other people play it. The one that surprised me the most was definitely Manuel Samuel. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you I had played a this bit on of, your recommendation. Yeah, you had a little bit of a different take, but I just love the cheeky British yeah, style Well, give humor. them the type. People don't know what this is. Okay, so you're a rich, spoiled kid that's been handed everything his whole life, yes. and you die. So you die. Don't you get hit and, by a car? I, I don't know. What was that I don't remember how you die. But uh, you die, and you come Unexpectedly. back. Unexpectedly. And you have to do everything Manually. You make a deal so, with the devil. Yeah, you make the deal with the devil. You do everything manually for a day, I believe. And he he says, yeah. well, he doesn't tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Just, come on. Okay. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's set up. Yeah. All right. So, well, it's just it, the context here is important for, yeah. the, for the setup for this game. It's, you get killed unexpectedly. He, you know, of course, this kid doesn't want to be in hell. Yeah. He wants to go back to his awesome life. So he makes a deal with the devil. The devil says, if you can survive for 24 hours, mm. I'll send you back. And if you can survive for 24 hours, Manual. I'll give you Manual. your life back. No, didn't it? Does, yeah. He doesn't tell him that, uh, okay. though, right? And so he gets back, and then he turns out, it turns out he yeah. has to do literally everything. Mm-hmm. No, none of his bodily functions are automated. Yeah. Everything has to be you consciously have to performed. The first thing they teach you how to do is breathe blink in. blink they teach you how to blink with the first. a button with the a button because your vision will, yeah. it'll, it'll get like whiter and whiter yeah. and your eyes just go red and you uh-huh. have to blink with the a button what? yeah yeah how many wait and so it's, this is all and then breathing controller? a second x yeah. x inhales and b exhales yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's very much in the sort of surgeon simulator yeah. uh, style of, okay. of yeah. you know, crazy physics or I control. I think Octodad. Yeah, that's a better way. This. That's a better comparison. Yeah. Nice, um, nice. And the, the jokes that they come up with, it's like you go to drink a cup of coffee and it's like, he blew on the coffee and then you drink it and it's like, no, I guess he decided to scald himself <laughs> in the face instead. Well, I like, you, Maybe you, you should to, try that again. Well, you, you, yeah. press, you press up on the D-pad to, to stand like, up to straight. align your spine. Yeah. And then, yeah, you have to, then you have to get up and then you use each trigger, like left mm. triggers your left foot, right triggers yeah. your right foot. Yeah. And you have to, the, I was cracking up when you have, the first thing you have to go over and pee. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like, just, just all over the place. Like you can't control yeah. your pee. Oh, my um, goodness. Death gracious. is also a character in the game. And he's, he's a like, skateboarding hey, douchebag. Like, yes. <laughs> all right, you, you figure it out to yourself. You do everything. And then he's doing like, uh, He's like, I'm gonna go do kickflips, <laughs> and he's just doing kickflips in the background on a skateboard. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. it's really, really fun. So yeah. the goal is yeah. survive under these very, survive. very difficult and circumstances. Doing yeah. these, but while doing mundane tasks, but uh-huh. having to perform everything so manually. So can you die from like not managing breathing properly? I'm assuming I yes. never died, you but like out, I did, I didn't blink, and the whole screen was white. I was like, what's going on? And the the girl who was demoing it, she's like, you have to blink, press A. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds so charming. I yeah. Really I like that. It, yeah. It's really fun. Definitely, uh, definitely check that one out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I really liked a game called The Turing Test, mm-hmm. which I know I've heard I'd heard of it before. It's out on PC. I'm not sure if it's coming to any other platforms, but it's on its way to Xbox in August. I think it's on its way to everything, or at least X, X, its initial release on whatever platforms that definitely includes Xbox is August. It's a it's very much Portal inspired. Mm-hmm. It's you have a gun that's not for violence. It's a it's it's kind of like a portal gun where you have these cubes and these energy balls and you have to sort of mix and match them to open doors and progress your way through. I'm probably making it sound super boring, <laughs> but it's very much in the the portal kind of vein. puzzle puzzle yeah. vein. So mm-hmm. first person puzzle game, I really like that. Yeah. It's interesting because that term I've heard before, and it actually is a real science term. The Turing test was developed by Alan Turing in 1950 mm-hmm. and is a machine's ability to exhibit intelligent behavior equivalent to or indistinguishable from that of a human. So this is this is its own little science joke. It's yeah. just, it blew me away that this came up and is the name of a game. And then I finally got to play Thimbleweed Park from Ron Gilbert, yes. the creator of Monkey Island. This is a game set in 1987 with 1987 graphics, it looks like the original Monkey Island, mm-hmm. like the wow. sort of eight, you know, not even eight bit, like mm-hmm. the sort of VGA kind of graphics. It is a straight point and click old school adventure game. Plays pretty decently on the controller. There's a few little hotkeys to help you kind of get move your cursor around more quickly. But mm-hmm. it's jokes, it's puzzles, it's if you like Monkey Island or adventure games, this is going to be like straight up your alley so that was really good you were talking a few episodes ago about just microsoft and indie support like they have some really really great products that we saw at this event and yeah i'm happy that they're still helping you know absolutely there's some really cool stuff coming some really good stuff uh and then you and i it was it was looped in with the indies we did but we did see sniper elite 4 yeah that's right and the b-roll they gave us i put up the gameplay clip today uh there's a sweet testicle explosion shot and yeah. uh but more interesting like that's like the the grabbing headline the, the x-ray yeah. It, the, yeah it was it sniper elite 2 i think mm-hmm. introduced the x-ray i thing believe where so. pop a text what yeah no. so you can shoot them in the lung and the head but in this oh, one in this one you can shoot explosives then they blow up and then all the shrapnel hits them and you see where that hits them and how they die it's like a think of it like a fatality basically but you're a sniper 
There's yeah, also it's, hand-to-hand it's an, it's combat. An X, it does an X-ray cam like Mortal Kombat, except yeah. they were doing it before Mortal Kombat, yeah. right? Well, I don't know. Or, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's a, it's a World it's War cool. II. It looks it's cool. It's going to change the way people shoot someone in the junk for, <laughs> yeah, for the rest like, of time, it, is what the, you're saying. The graphics me. aren't the greatest, mm. but it's... It, it's the sniper gameplay seems like it's pretty yeah. solid in that you know you play yeah. it for those cool x-ray yep. kills well you know we're not really graphic snobs though for me the gameplay looked great oh yeah you know, so like I don't I'm, I'm just saying you know set your that. expectations accordingly oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah but, check out the gameplay clip though if you want to see more we're also doing a montage you're putting together an article with yeah. a bunch of these games that we saw absolutely yeah yeah we'll, we'll get to have some good wrap up coverage from the Xbox Indie Showcase. Uh, and then quickly, because we're unfortunately running out of time. For me, uh, yeah. I'm, already, I'm already behind. <laughs> uh, so Ark Survival Evolved, huge game on Xbox right now. It's in the preview program, also killing it on early access on the PC. Nice. Final release, the, the sort of initial, the quote-unquote final release is due in the summer. But again, for now, you know, you can get in on it now for thirty-five bucks, and then you never have to pay another dime, even when the game is out. You'll get the full game. Uh, so they're, but they've they're doing a spin-off game called Ark Survival of the Fittest. So they're taking a multiplayer mode and spinning it out as its own free-to-play game. Interesting. And it's out now in game preview on Xbox. So it's it's there. It's free. And here's the description. This standalone game brings all the features of the mod with upgrades and newly integrates dedicated esports ranking, matchmaking, reward, and tournament features to make it readily accessible to all players. Uh, so if you are into ARC, I, re- I merely pass this along as, as another free sort of ARC experience that you can download and check out in the preview program. Um, not quite my cup of tea, the sort of competitive thing, but I'm all... I, I love Ark itself. I'm very curious to see how that evolves. Sweet. It's cool. I'm happy those guys have done so well. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And final news item this week, Tacoma. We, of course, had Steve Gaynor in on our first episode of 2016, actually. He sat in, and he uh, we talked to him about Gone Home and about Tacoma. So he has made the decision with his team to delay Tacoma until spring of 2017. No. Steve said, quote, After we did our big unveiling last summer, we sent out a playtest build to a bunch of fellow developers we trust, took a long, hard look at their feedback and our own feelings on where we were at, and decided to re-examine and rework a number of the core assumptions we'd held about the game. Props so, to Steve, man. Like, that's just, yeah. like, straight up, like, earnest talk. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, oh, just that nebulous, we delayed. Like, we're right. not going to tell you why. Yeah. Like, clearly, they saw some trouble signs and wanted yeah. to fix it. Yeah. Hey, we want to release a good product, so we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I will say, though, this this kills my dream within a dream of uh, an Xbox Live Arcade, Summer of Arcade relaunch mm. with Inside, <laughs> Cuphead, Below, and, uh, and this, and Tacoma mm-hmm. as, like, the four big headliners. Yeah. But... We could still swap in something else. Yeah, we need that some of arcade back, man. We could, like, we've been lobbying see, for this, I'm, right? I, I, I am on the campaign yeah, trail for no, this. No, <laughs> I think this is a good thing. Keep keep pushing for that because I do miss that. That was the way. I feel like uh, that was the way I got introduced to Braid. I feel like yeah. that was the yes. way I got introduced to a lot of summer great of arcade. Xbox Live Braid, Braid was yeah. a summer of arcade game. Yeah. Braid and Limbo. Those are the two yeah. games that I'll remember. And then the Stanley that, Twisted Shadow Planet. Is yeah. the thinking that now that Sony has something similar, they just don't do it? I mean, they're not going to say that publicly, but that's what it feels like. I don't think Sony does. They just support well, indies throughout well, the year. Well, no, they, no, but they, they, have they literally have a yeah. spring... Yeah. They, they have a, their spring sh- <clears throat> showcase, yeah, or whatever the hell it's called, yeah. is literally ex- is Summer of Arcade. Yeah. Yeah. Just not in the summer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing. And kudos to them. I mean, it's, Phil, bring it back. It's, it's mm-hmm. bringing uh, the spotlight uh, to the best of your, of your 
digital games. Definitely. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm, we're, we're working on it, Jose. All right. We've got Greg Canessa, the creator of Xbox Live Arcade, on our side on this. Okay. So that's all we can do. All we can do is get out there and battle. Uh, Destin, before you've got to go, yeah. tell us what we can spend our money on, if you would, sir. EA Sports UFC 2 is available at retail. Get it today. I have Co- no way, idea what that's for. Uh, both cover <laughs> at the EA cover curse is real. Oh, both yeah. of the – so there's a, there's a male Rousey athlete, and, uh, Conor yeah. McGregor, yeah. and Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. are on the cover. Both lost between the time that the cover was announced mm-hmm. and the time that the game released. <laughs> so since they were put on the cover, they both suffered unexpected defeats. <laughs> Uh, on the digital front, where you don't have a curse, uh, Dungeon of the Endless Let's for $10. Uh, Shadow Complex Remastered, 15 bucks. You can pick that up. Fantastic game. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, $15. Tetrobots and Company, $8. Joe Devers, yep. Lone Wolf. Yep, some and sort of fighting game thing. That one's $15. And Sheltered, $15. Marketplace. Mark, Sherlock Holmes. Slamming that fist on the table. Oh, I'm really excited to get to the one I've been waiting for. Sherlock Holmes, Crime and Punishment, all March long. Yep. And Lords of the Fallen, available today. Up now, yeah. Up now, Xbox One, get it. Get that game. Yeah, you love X- you love Lords of the Fallen. Well, I like that it's free. Yes, it's, it's, it was a decent game. Uh, decent Dark Souls, Dark Souls clone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, same publisher. Um, yeah, Namco on Xbox 360. Supreme Commander two until the fifteenth. Uh, Bor- so that's over. So that's over. Actually, Missed it. <laughs> Borderlands, however, is not over. And if you download that on your 360, you can do so on Xbox.com. You get it on your Xbox One now. So that's great. Yes, they made it easier. So if you have the Handsome Collection, you now get Borderlands. You now have all the Borderlands games. Can I just add that uh, I have pitched to Destin that uh, I love the the Destin reading voice, and I told him I think you could even read the phone book, and it would be hilariously (laughs) like I wasn't even trying to listen to, but nice work. Sherlock Holmes, Crime and Punishment, all March long. (laughs) I was in Trader Joe's the other day after work, stopping to get some groceries, and one of the employees was I needed some uh, uh, heads of lettuce. For my, for my sandwiches uh, that I make for lunch like almost every day. And he was he was re- kneeling down there and like restocking. So he was kind of like it would have been uh, rude and awkward of me to like reach over him. So I said, oh, excuse me, sir. Would you mind handing me one of the, the lettuces? And he goes, oh, sure. Here you go. By the way, you have the voice of a game show host. I was like, thanks. I, that would be a nice gig to get. Yeah. I, I would be more than happy to host a game show. If Survey says. No. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Very oh, cool. man. You're, you're the right. host of a game show. So. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I hadn't even considered yeah. it that way. He was accurate. Maybe he's a closet listener. You don't know. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Never uh, know. He's like, wait, do I know you from somewhere? <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, good stuff. Let's come right back and we'll answer trivia before scooting on out of here. Answers B. <laughs> Okay, Destin has left, but he, sh- no. he, he he did he gave his answer and he wrote it down yeah, before leaving. He circled it during the yeah, it's right here. So he's got a chance. So Jose, you can get on the board here. Okay. You can you can jump into the fray. We have of course our our now annual competition in the Unlock Block Trivia Contest. A listener makes a trophy. We what? had we had the Dookie Trophy, which Destin the has Dookie on his desk. Trophy, yes. that's what you call it. <laughs> yeah, it's made out of a Duke controller. Okay. Oh, and, got it. Okay. And this year uh, is going to be the SE because it's it's a controller S <laughs> that a, that a listener is currently fabricating 
uh, and I can't wait to see it. Okay. You sent me some pictures yeah. of it in progress. Is it like a 3D printed thing or something? It's else? you'll see. Okay, you'll okay. see when it I'll shows up. Out. It's going to be good. We All got right. plenty. We got plenty of 2016 left, so no rush on the trophy. It's going to be it, good when it. it when it arrives. Someone to make me a trophy of a Wii remote. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, so, oh, it's a year long competition. I believe Mitch is out in front by a point after last week. You've got a chance to get on the board. Okay, let's do it. Mitch, though, and Marty not here. So, uh, sucks to be them. And the question comes this week from Chris I. That was how he uh, gave the first initial of his last name. Hi, Chris. Chris I, sending you this question from Daytona Beach, Florida, where it's, I'm sure, much warmer and nicer than it is here. Jealous. He says his trivia question is in honor of Lionhead Studios, rest in peace, uh, and one of his favorite original Xbox games, Fable. Game I love as well. Were you a Fable guy? Did you play Fable? I did. Yeah, I played yeah. through Fable one and two. I did not finish three. Yeah, yeah, Good but stuff, enjoyed man. them both. Yeah, absolutely, no, absolutely. So, Jose, do you know the answer to this question? I I happen to remember this one. I got this one right. But do you remember what is the original title granted to your hero in the original Fable game when you start the game? Mm. You're you're given a title. Yes, yes. No, I remember. It's sort so, of royal, you know. The choices being, so, you so, read the choices. Yeah, Avatar, yeah. were you just called Avatar? Were you called Chicken Chaser? Were you called Salad Dodger? Or were you called Pie Master? I love the idea of Salad Dodger, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Chicken Chaser. I believe Destin is right on this, that it is, uh, that's the title you got. Although Pie Master looked familiar. But uh, go with it. Yeah, you could pretty much narrow this one down to Pie Master or Chicken Chaser yes. if you know your fable. Because yes. Pie Master is a totally viable answer. But we were all correct. Yes, it is, in yeah. fact, Chicken Chaser. I'm on so the board. well done, Jose. I'm going to add you to the list. Uh, Larry can I, Herb can I mail on the board. In my, my, my vote each week. I don't know. There's <laughs> a big there's a big debate about that uh, about okay. if you have to be here to give uh, your answer. Okay, okay. I know I'm going to hear it because Destin gave his answer and left yep, before yep, the segment. Yep, yep. But you're getting added. Yeah, there's got to be rules. Like, you must have participated in more than 50% of the show, which he did, to (laughs) his credit. You're tied with Finnegan and Larry Herb, our friend Major Nelson right now, with one point. Destin with now four points. Mitch leading with six. Marty behind it at five. So uh, we got four, five, six for our our primary leaderboard there. Got it. And uh, Chris is going to win himself a copy of an Xbox game. Thanks to the generosity of our audience, I've got several. I've got uh, still codes for Gears of War 1 up through Judgment, the four backwards compatible oh, 360 cool. games. You know, you can pick one of them. I've got uh, an Alan Wake's American Nightmare okay. code. Again, another backwards compatible game if mm-hmm. you missed it on 360. I've got a code for the Gigantic beta. Okay. And just donated this week. Uh, I wish I could thank him by name. I forgot to write his name down. But a copy of Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag oh, that's cool. donated this week, too. So that is and that is a native Xbox One game. So Chris is going to get his choice of one of those. And if you would like to win a video game, an Xbox video game, send your Xbox-related trivia question. Include four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one in your email. And send that to unlocked at IGN.com. That's dope. It's a good. Yeah. It's a good. It's been a good segment for us for the last. I don't know th- however long I've been doing this. Think, four years, almost yeah, four years. I think it's four years. Yeah. Almost four years. Yeah, my four year anniversary is coming up here at IGN. Nice. It's All right. uh, yeah. It's almost time to graduate. Four years, you got to graduate, oh, right? No, I'm, I'm not going don't anywhere. Yeah, I'm like not going stop. anywhere. Uh, Jose, let's let's give some plugs. Oh sure, you got time. It's it's all you, my friend. Oh, um, where can we follow you on social media? What are you up to? What what have you been doing on IGN that we should be 
checking oh, wow. out. Okay. Um, so I, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Jose underscore Otero. Um, I host our Nintendo podcast every week, Nintendo Voice Chat. You gotta, uh, you gotta change your Twitter handle to at Master Sword or something like that. Yeah, I like, I like that nickname earlier. I was like, <laughs> I should totally rock that Master Sword. What you got? Um, no, I. Uh, in terms of something cool that's coming from me, um, there's a bunch of Let's Plays I got involved in with uh, some of the games that we're seeing at GDC. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the coolest thing for you to look forward to for now. Um, nothing nothing super uh, big on the horizon yet. We are talking about something between ourselves that I can't say. Oh, yeah. Yet. That'll be... But uh, if that comes together, that'll be that'll be a fun thing. Sorry, if it to doesn't. Tease. I'm I'm screwed. So it yeah, better come, too. It really better come it together. Does. Yeah, I really hope it comes together too. But um, yeah, n- nothing huge. But yeah, uh, you don't have to be a huge fan of Nintendo to check out the show. We we definitely try to put together something that's fun and entertaining and still uh, respectful to like that history. So yeah, uh, you guys, you guys, because you guys get into the retro thing, right? So oh, even yeah. if I'm not a Nintendo player now, yeah. yeah. We got plenty of you're, you're talking about plenty of old school stuff yes, too, right? Yes, yeah, no. Uh, just recently, it's it's killing me a little bit because uh, there are some specific retro topics that I'm trying to figure out how to get the guests in the door because it's always better to have them here, right? Sure. Rather than do the Skype. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. Just the Skype thing could be weird, but we've had some great guests that way, and and uh, even on non-retro related stuff, we had Sean Velasco on for Shovel Knight, and he was an absolute joy. That man was great. And last week we had Mike Drucker. Who, uh, oh, my, I, I love, love Mike. Him. I love Mike Drucker. Mike, if Mike, you're listening. Mike Drucker is the – he is the high watermark of what – he's like what what the best case scenario for our careers. Yeah. Where he's, no. gone, he's gone on to become a writer on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Like, yeah, and oh, he's that's worked, Yeah, as, that's as a so writer good. at Treehouse for Nintendo. He yes. worked with us writing for uh, Up at Up Noon and, noon, and a lot yeah. of skits that we did. Um yeah, so uh, he's a fascinating dude. Yeah. If you if you don't know him, you he's look he's him a up. and he's a legitimate. He's a professional comedian. Yep, he does stand up. Is yeah, he's everything. I don't have the balls to do. He also loves theater, so he's a huge fan of mine uh, or a huge friend of mine because of that. Uh, especially Hamilton, which if you know what that is, uh, you should be excited. Uh, you, I hear nothing but good things. Mm-hmm. And you went out to New- you saw it out in New York. I did. I spent an absurd amount of money to see that show. Well, but well, it, it sounded like it was thing. worth it based oh. on what your your tweets. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no. Uh, sorry if you're still listening and you're like, oh, I don't want to know about theater. <laughs> you should look that up. This that show is made for you, the person who does not care about theater. That and Book of Mormon, right? right? Yes. Yeah. And Which I, I still haven't seen that either because yeah, it, it doesn't. Every time it comes here, it's. Super expensive and or sold out. Hamilton's next year. You should do it. In San Francisco? 2017, March. But that's going to be yes. it's going to be the same thing, right? Like hundreds of dollars a ticket? Uh, I, yeah, probably, yeah. right? No, it is. Like some season ticket packages already went up, and I it's thought tough. about it. I thought about it. I was it's like, I will when go you got, to more than one performance. You got it. For me, I, got the, I, got, I need the babysitter. To, yeah. to boot, which so then that adds to the cost of yeah. the night. So it's yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, but it, but if you can't see the show, listen to the cast album. Like the cast album is the complete experience. Like it, there are cast albums to shows where you're like, I don't know what happened between these two songs. This one, ever, the narrative flows nice. in a great way. So awesome. Last plug, and it's not even something I worked on. How about that? <laughs> Ryan, oh, you're, you're a very kind person to just plug another creative yes. entity. No, no, I love that stuff. I'm a little more selfish than that. Go I'm going to just plug myself. Uh, at DMC underscore Ryan is where you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I've got a Tesla podcast. If you like cars, specifically electric ones that go real fast, and you're, Tesla's about to announce the, the Tesla for the rest of us, coming up on March 31st, they're going to announce their, they're going to show their Model 3. Nice. Which is the thirty-five thousand dollar Tesla that'll go, you know, have a two hundred mile range. I'm very stoked. I plan on putting my 
Deposit down as this is soon the as dream. possible. This is this it. Is I've, the dream. I've already been waiting years for this. Per yeah. Schneider, yes. our general manager, who's of course on your show, yes. Nintendo Voice Chat, he gives me crap all the time. Whatever. That's he's GM got, money. He, he's don't, got don't, a Model S. Yeah. yeah don't so take he's crap from GM money. <laughs> like that, that. That. That's the GM bucks helping him out. That's right. That. Yeah. But uh, hey, he's earned it. He's built oh, this. Absolutely. He built this place from yeah. the ground up. No, one hundred. But yeah, no. I. I so I, I do a weekly Tesla podcast out of pure enthusiasm and Sweet. nothing else. Uh, it's called Ride the Lightning, which is obviously a dual reference to both Metallica and just take it literally. Your electric car, you are riding on lightning. See, yeah. see that? Yeah. See? See how clever that is, Jose? I was uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, you won't hear arguments no, from me. If you just Google Tesla podcast or look it up on iTunes, uh, you will find it. So I would love it if you would give that a listen. And what else? Uh, IGN-wise, like I said, we got Indie Showcase, Xbox Indie Showcase coverage wrapping up. We'll have yeah. that on the site soon. Yeah. Yeah, I awesome am... Gollum preview that went up for our IGN first time. Well, it's Great PlayStation stuff. VR, so not as relevant to yeah. our Xbox-specific audience. No, but sure. yeah, I'm, Still an awesome it's, thing you It's on. the ex-Bungie guys. Yeah. So I'm very excited uh, to have them. Actually, you know what I just realized? I'm, I'm due to have... All right. Ne- next week's show might be absurdly long let me I'll, I'll just preface it that way uh they like long shows people do yeah because if we're if D- donald mustard is next week and i forgot i've jamie greesmer designer of the original halo what? the inventor of 30 seconds Second of fun yeah a statement that he regrets <laughs> he's in here on friday and i was that that's right that's supposed to run on next week's unlock too Gee, we might have a three-hour show next week. Right. I want to meet that guy. That guy's really awesome. He is a yeah. treat. Yeah, he's yeah. he's coming in. We're gonna sit down and record. Really smart dude. Uh, we're, we're gonna talk a lot about old, you know, about thirty seconds of fun mm-hmm. and Halo and and his time at Bungie. But my goodness, yeah. So there's a lot coming up, and then uh, mercifully, I get to go on vacation after that. So uh, I'll have to I'll leave be leaving the show in the capable hands of the rest of the crew uh, the week after. So I'll be here next week, but then not the week after. Okay. I think that's it. Uh, oh, IGN Prime, help us out, support us. 30 bucks a year, if you sign up, we'll get you an ad-free experience on IGN. And in return, we get your $30, and you can help just keep the lights on, keep everything humming along here as, as is, and keep these shows coming. Because yeah. these, these shows don't, they, they take longer than you think. Yeah, to uh, do. You got to prep them. You got to do them. Then you got to produce them afterwards. Mm-hmm. Get the video. It's a whole thing, anyway. But yeah. I'm just lucky. I'm just. I'm happy they let me do this show yeah, because same. I love it. Yeah. I love doing it. So please sign up for IGN Prime. You can do so at ign.com/prime. And that's it. Most of you get the show on iTunes. But again, check us out on the IGN Xbox One app. If you've never watched the show on video before, give it a try. See what you think. And that'll do it. Jose Otero, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Pinch hitting, last second off the bench. Yep. I like nice that. Bunt. Destin Legary, who is here for enough of the show for his trivia answer to count. That's right. And uh, my name's Ryan McCaffrey. We'll see everybody next week.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.